Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Narufro. Coming at you guys with a new episode. And today, I'm just going to re- really be breaking down the manga that I read, or the manga I'm currently reading at the moment. So, to start off, I do use Manga Rock, the app. Unfortunately, it was shut down as of this year. They were running for a long time. But the app still works, so that's what I'm using. And to start off with the, I'll just give you guys, like I said, a breakdown of what I'm reading currently. And to start off, I'm reading Black Clover. I'm just going to give you guys the the basic description because I don't want it like I'll talk about it a little because I do have a, uh, a podcast about it and why you should read it. But just a little description of what it is. So Austin, you know, we're abandoned together as babies. Ambassadors at the same church on the same day and have been inseparable since. As children, they promised that they would compete against each other to see who would become the next Wizard King. Remember, all I really read is Shonen. However, as they grow up, some differences between them become plain. Yuno was a ma- magical prodigy, while Asta could not use magic at all. In a country where magic is everything, athletic ability is nothing. Asta is pretty much like the best athlete you ever seen. Austin tries every day to provoke even the simplest magic out of himself with physical training and loud proclamations of his will. At age 15, during the group ceremony where three-leaf clover grimoires of different designs float down to each person, Yuno receives a spectacular book with the legendary four-leaf clover, while Asta receives nothing at all. Later, when Yuno was surprised that Surprised and trapped by a fallen magic knight, the truth about Asa's powers and inter- determination was revealed. A dark-covered, obscurely patterned grimoire broke out of the ceremony tower and came before him. This Black Clover book, which happens to be the name of the series, of anti-magic had a five-leaf clover on the cover. Even though Asa himself did not see it lit up before see it as it lit up before briefly just one just one time just that one time he defended his friend now the two friends the four leaf clover genius and the no talent with the hidden black clover are now heading out in the world competing for the same goal now the series started in 2015 i believe we are as of late on chapter 227 I enjoy it. Honestly, if I was to putting it's in my top because usually it comes out every Friday or Thursday. So what I do is because One Piece is my favorite. It's my favorite manga to this day. Naruto's obviously second, but Naruto's over. So what I do is I'll read all my other everything because not everything comes out on the same day. So what I do is I read Black Clover third then My Hero, Academia, and then One Piece. So we could say Black Clover is my third. But if Demon Slayer came out on Fridays, I'd be reading Demon Slayer. Uh, third, then My Hero, and then One Piece. Unfortunately, Black Clover got pushed to fourth. Still an amazing story. That's why I still read it. And I'm going to give you guys a breakdown of... Demon Slayer, also known as Kimetsu no Yaiba. So, excuse me. 
the setting the setting of um Kimetsu no Yaiba is in the Taisho era of Japan and the main character Tanjiro is a kind-hearted young boy who lived peacefully with his family as a coal seller their normal life changes completely when his family is slaughtered by demons the only other survivor Tanjiro's younger sister has become a ferocious demon in order to return Nezuko to normal and get revenge on the demon that killed their family two of them depart on a journey from a young talent in an adventure tale of blood and swords begins honestly I'm so sad that if you guys haven't gone into Demon Slayer, I suggest you pick it up and read it. Watch the anime. Some of the the best animations I've ever seen in my entire life. Even it beats out what's it called? My Hero Studio Ufotable. I think that I think that's what the studio is called. Um, it is the graphics are amazing. The story is great. Like Demon Slayer has made my top ten of all, and then of all manga all time for me. And I'll, I'll do another podcast about that, of my top 10 manga. Because I stopped watching anime because, for me, studios like to milk it and put in filler sometimes. Whereas, if One Piece was seasonal, it'd be amazing and the graphics would be better. But hey, this is just, an, this is just a Canadian fan speaking. So what does, like, what does my opinion mean, right? Now, on to... A series called Doctor Stone, which I read as well. So it's a so pretty much there is this character. He's not the main character. The main character is called Senku, but like I said, I'll give you guys a breakdown. So his friend Taiju, Taiju was supposed to confess his love to his crush until a stone apocalypse happened. This the series called Doctor Stone. He and his genius friend Senku try to save humanity from stone to bring back civilization the stone apocalypse has petrified humanity but the world still grows and turns All right so yeah like i said not that much info on it for the summary but hey i really think you guys should check it out it is it's actually written I think one of the, um, I think the the author is either, because somebody draws it and somebody writes the story. So I believe the, uh, I think, uh, no, see, I don't want to get anything wrong right now. So let me just look properly. Give me one second, my friends. Okay, so I was actually thinking of another series, so don't even worry about that. Another series I'm reading currently is called God of Martial Arts. I think you guys should check it out. It's really good to say online. Um, I just call it a webtoon because I do not... Um, I forget if it's a manhwa or, or it's called something else, but God of Martial Arts... Oh, shit. I should probably give you guys the uh, authors as well, but I'll give that to you at the end of the episode. So, give you guys a basic breakdown. is 
in this world of God of martial arts, respect is earned with martial arts. Weak martial artists have strengths of tens of thousands of pounds, capable of crack, cracking boulders, and and the strong can cut off rivers and, and split mountains. Goddamn. There are even martial kings who know everything and can cr- travel across the universe. Martial art decides your fate as well as your life and death. The weak is humiliated while the strong looks down on the world. This is a world where the strong bullies the weak. People's statuses are decided by the levels of their cultivation of martial arts. Each faction fights for the title of the strongest. Like I said, I only really read Shonen. Only the strong ones have the right to survive. Even if you are from the same clan or faction, if you're weak, you will be, you will be bullied and kicked out without mercy. So, honestly, like I said, it's just a basic breakdown. And the story starts off as um, this guy, he, um, what is it? Pretty much it starts off as reincarnation. So he had a life before and he ha- and he comes back as somebody, I think it's somebody new. I Like, you know, when you've been reading a story for so long, you forget where, like, I've been reading uh, the next series uh, I'll tell you about is, uh, well, actually, not the next series I'll tell you about, but the second, this the one after the next one I'll tell you about, I've been reading it for a couple of years. And uh, to be honest, I do a lot of rereads because I forget what happened. So that's God of Martial Arts. I think you should check it out because, I mean, this is a manga podcast, right? So <laughs> I'm all about recommendations. So the next uh, series I'm going to be talking about is History's Strongest Disciple, Kenichi. So this story focuses on Kenichi Shirahama, the average 15-year-old who gets bullied. But with he sees this, quote-unquote, beautiful girl, a transfer student, Miu Furinji. And after he sees her fighting off, like, his bullies, pretty much, he joins... Uh, her dojo reels on Paku. Don't get it twisted. I am not Japanese, so these pronunciations are most likely going to be off. You can throw your shade and hate comment and throw your hate comments all you want. Go for it. I'm just not trying to disrespect the culture. I actually love anime and manga, so like I said, bear with the improper pronunciations. So the gather reels on Paku dojo. The gathering place of those who are truly strong, which also happens to be Mew's home. After beating a karate student in a match, Kenichi is soon targeted by all the delinquents at school. Since Kenichi's routine is divided between his hellish training with his, with the masters of Yozan Paku and his fights against the members of Ragnarok, a gang who views him as either a possible ally or an impending threat. So pretty much... The breakdown of the story is this kid is getting bullied. He sees this sweetie for those for those of y'all who aren't in Canada. Sweetie is a term for beautiful girl, beautiful woman. He sees this sweetie beat up his bullies and he falls for it instantly. So then he start, he joins the martial arts studio strictly because of that. And 
I thought that was hilarious because back in the day, I never got bullied, but I do damn near, almost, no, I wouldn't say damn near anything, but I would go out of my way to get at a woman. So if I had to join a dojo because she would fight, like I probably would have done it back in the day. So that's why, that's how I initially started reading the story. The fights are cool. It's pretty funny as well. So it's not, it, it came out in Shonen Sunday, not so much, um, what's it called? Shonen Jump. So it's a little itchy, etchy. I forget what it's called, but like I said, it makes me laugh. So I still read it or I've actually completed it. I'm currently doing a reread of it. And the next series I'm going to be talking about is Kingdom. Unfortunately, it is not released in in the Western world. It is only in Japanese, but thank God for the translators. It is a great story. So I'll give you guys a breakdown of this, of this as well. So, millions of years have passed since the times of legends when the worlds of man and gods were still the same. In these times, the desires of man that move the world. It is the period of 500 year, the 500 year war, the Warring States era. Kingdom is the story of a young boy who grew into a great general and all the trials and bloodshed that led him, that led him there. So a little summary is war orphans Shin and Piao are best friends living as servants while dreaming to become war legends. After Piao's death, Shin got pulled into endless political warfare and battles in the kingdom of it's it's uh, spelled uh, Q-I-N. So I just say Chin because I if I like I said, if I'm saying it wrong, I do apologize. An epic saga inspired by China's warring states period with characters based on historical figures. I'm not Chinese. I'm actually black. But like I said, these stories are pretty much shonen. So. That's why I read them. Now, if you don't know, you're probably living under a rock. So, my hero, great story. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm not gonna get into the story, uh, the breakdown of it because actually, you know what? I will because there are some people who probably aren't even reading my hero, but it's so good. It's a four-year-old boy came to realize, so I'll get, like I said, I'll give you guys the breakdown. A four-year-old boy came to the realization that the world is not fair. 80% of the world's population wield special abilities known as quirks, which have given many the power to make their childhood dreams become, of becoming a superhero a reality. Unfortunately, Izuku Midoriya was one of was one of the few born without a quirk, suffering from discrimination because of it. Yet he refuses to give up on his dream of becoming a hero, the number one hero, matter of fact. Determined to do the impossible, Izuku sets out sets his sights on the elite hero training academy, Uehai. However, everything changes after a chance meeting with the number one hero and Izuku's idol, his hero, All Might. Discovering that his dream is not a dead end, the powerless boy undergoes special training, working harder than ever before. Eventually, that le- this leads him to inherit- inheriting All Might's power, and with his newfound abilities, gets gets into his school of choice, beginning his grueling journey to becoming the s- to become the successor successor of the best hero on the planet. Goddamn.
Makes me want to start from chapter one all over again. And I'm going to be giving you guys a breakdown of One Piece, the greatest manga to the greatest manga ever. As read, I said it. I don't care what you guys say, what anybody says. There's a reason why One Piece is the number one selling manga. And Ichiro Oda, the author of One Piece, is, you may hear countless YouTubers call him Goda. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why it's been going on 20 plus years. But that's just my opinion. You guys can think what you want, but it is what it is. Goldie Roger, a man referred to as the Pirate King, was set to be executed by the world government right before his demise. He confirmed the existence of a great treasure called One Piece that is located somewhere within the vast ocean known as Grand Line, announcing that One Piece can be claimed by anyone worthy enough to reach it. The Pirate King is executed and the Great Age of Pirates begins. 22 years later, a young man by the name of Monkey D. Luffy is ready to embark on his own adventure, searching for One Piece and striving to become the new Pirate King. Armed with just a straw hat and a small boat and elastic body, he sets out on a fantastic journey to gather his own crew, a worthy ship that will take them across the Grand Line to claim the greatest status on the high seas. Like I said, I'm just giving you guys a basic breakdown because most of this stuff or most of these stories I already have episodes on so and why certain series are great mind you I don't have uh episodes on Demon Slayer or Demon Slayer God of Martial Arts but I will have soon so the next series I'm going to be telling you guys about is Remonster. I think it comes out monthly. But let's get into it. After his unfortunate death, Tomoku, like I said, Kanata, like I said, guys, my pronunciation is horrible, has been reincarnated as a member of the weakest race, a goblin named Ro. However, Ro has retained his previous life's memories as well as an ability that allows him to gain strength and abilities from eating. He also possesses a unique evolutionary tree. Now, Ro has made a promise to himself that he would live his life to the fullest. In this alternate world of survival of the fittest, Events unfold with competent subordinates and comrades. Which I think it's a pretty cool story. He becomes a goblin, but it gets it's pretty much an RPG story, shown in RPG story, but I like it. I think you guys would too. So the next series I'm gonna be telling you guys about is called Star Martial God Technique. So I'm going to give you guys a breakdown. In the whole world, there lays 12 paths to climb Tower of God. And in legends, these 12 pathways lead toward legendary road of immortality. However, these paths in the Tower of God are far too long without end. In ancient times, there were once... There once were many types of martial artists. Sadly, the world underwent terrible changes... And only three were left, Flame, 
Dragon, and Star Martial Arts. Generations of experts of those three martial arts are searching for the road of immortality. A star martial arts practitioner on his journey of lifetime plans to become the highest god. Whew, man. So with with star martial god technique is it starts off I wouldn't even say it starts off slow, but it is very addicting, surprisingly. I didn't think so at first, like the first couple of chapters, but I think you guys should give it a try. Again, Star Martial God Technique, amazing. I'm pretty sure most people have heard of this because it's a light novel that was recently adapted into a manga or webtoon, whatever you want to call it. But Tales, and Demon, Tales of Demons and Gods, amazing story. Absolutely amazing. You guys, let me give you guys the breakdown. In his past life, although too weak to protect his home when it counted, out of grave determination, Neli, I think that's how you pronounce his name, became the strongest demon spiritualist and stood at the pinnacle of the martial world. However, he lost his life during a battle with the sage emperor and the six deity, deity ranked beasts. His soul was then brought back to when he was still 13. Although he's the weakest in his class with the lowest talent, having only a red soul realm and a weak, oh, that's like their power scale or their power system, and a weak one at that, with the aid of the vast knowledge which he accumulated in his previous life, he decided to train faster than anyone could expect. He also decided to help those who died nobly in his previous life to train faster as well. He aims to protect the city from the coming future of being devastated by demon beasts and the previous fate of ending up destroyed. He aims to protect his lover, friends, family, and fellow citizens who died in the beast assault or its aftermath. And he aims to destroy the so-called sacred family who arrogantly abandoned their duty and betrayed the city in, in his past life. So imagine... Everybody says, oh, I wish I could do it over. But this guy actually gets to do over, does everything right. And it's pretty much the best do over. So I think I think it's a really relatable story, which everybody can get into because it's like, oh, man, you can do this, this and this. Well, you get a second chance, make everything better. And the other series that I'm currently another series I'm currently reading as well. I'm reading a lot of series, guys is called The Seven Deadly Sins. You guys have probably heard of it. It's actually on its last arc. I don't know how many chapters are left, but it's a, it's a decent story. The Seven Deadly Sins. Let me give you guys a breakdown. The Seven Deadly Sins, a group of evil knights you know, who conspired to overthrow the kingdom of Britannia, were said to have been eradicated by the Holy Knights. Although some claim they still, some claim that they still live, Ten years later, the Holy Knights have staged a coup, coup etat, I think that's how you say that, and assassinated the king, becoming the new tyrannical rulers of the kingdom. Elizabeth, the king's daughter, sets out on a journey to find the seven deadly sins to en and to enlist their help in taking back the kingdom. Now, this is a extremely etchy story. The fighting's good. I only have a few favorite characters in this. Based on, like, I'll tell you guys uh, one thing about me. 
based on how much I like a series, I will either continue reading it on Manga Rock, and if I really like the series, then I'll buy it to support the artist. Now, I say you guys check it out, and you guys make the distinction for yourselves whether you want to buy it or not and support the artist, but another series I'm reading as well is called Tokyo Shinobi Squad, which is actually fairly new. They're only 21 chapters deep. Only 21 chapters deep, so like I said, it is very new, guys, so you can catch up pretty quickly. It's not hard, you know. But I find catch up is the most is the most fun because you're not too like even if you're kind of far in it, kind of far in the uh, what's it called? I gotta say you want to catch up with one piece. I remember. Oh, I'm a little tired, guys. I remember when I was um, rereading or re or catching up with One Piece in um, grade. 10 i believe damn that was 10 years ago uh i started from chapter one and caught up i I forget what chapter i was on but it must have been three or four chapter 400 when i finally caught up and 10 years later like chapter 900 900 and something i forget 961 i think 961 or something like that but tokyo shinobi squad you guys give you the breakdown. So, Tokyo, 2049. Thanks to the Galapagos reform enacted by the government, Russia, China, America, and Japan are now connected by a hyperloop system. This globalization has turned Tokyo into the most crime-ridden city in the world. To fight, to fight the rising crime, those who have been working in the shadows since the Sengoku period are needed. They are the shinobi. Pretty cool story. Like I said, it's fairly new, so I can't give you guys too many opinions. I like it so far. I'm reading it week to week. And the last one that I'm currently reading is called Twin Star Exorcist. Usually I don't really read romantic shonens. It's not even in Shonen Jump. I don't even know where it's published, to be honest. But um, actually... Don't take my word for it, because you never know. It could be in Shonen Jump. I actually don't read Shonen Jump anymore, because I have I have Manga Rock. So if my friends, my, uh, my manga homies, if they recommend me something, usually I'll check it out, and I'll read it. Uh, I think um, the homie Eugene showed me Twin Star Exorcist. It's very, it's very, like, they're, the deaths are serious in this. That's the main thing I can say. Well, let me give you guys a breakdown. So, after an incident, 14-year-old Rokuro Enmado has abandoned his pursuit of becoming an exorcist. He meets Benio Adashino, who turns out to be his destined partner for a long-awaited prophecy. Rokuro's ambition revised as... He and Benio hold the key to cleansing the world of evil spirits. So, let me give you guys a breakdown. Rokuro is from a family of exorcists, but he'd, but he'd rather be a singer, a soccer player, anything but an exorcist. He's forced to own up to his, to his own incredible potential when a new arrival... When new arrival Benio stirs his competitive spirit, but their rivalry gets a twist when they earn... 
the prestigious title of twin star exorcist. Two supreme fighters faded to marry and birthed the ultimate spiritual warrior. God damn, what a twist, eh? So, now that I'm done telling you guys what I'm currently reading, let me tell you guys the the author, the authors behind the story. So, I'll start from bottom up because I'm already here. So, the author of Twin Star Exorcist is called... Yoshiaki, I hope I'm saying this right, Yoshiaki Sukeno. Okay. And then the author of The Seven Deadly Sins is Nakaba Suzuki. The author of Tokyo Shinobi Squad is Yuki Tanaka. Yuki Tanaka. Oh, yeah, story by Yuki Tanaka and art by Kento Matsuda. The author of Tales of Demons and Gods and Star Martial God Technique is Mad Snail. Pretty cool name. The author of Remonster is called... Their name is Kogitsune Kanekiru. Like I said, I hope I'm saying it right. Obviously, Goda himself, Ichiro Oda, author and creator, author and artist by uh, Ichiro Oda of One Piece. I'm sorry. Kohei Korihoshi for My Hero Academia. Yasuhisa Hada, author of author and artist of Kingdom. Sion Matsu, Matsu, Matsuna is the author and artist of History's Strongest Disciple Kenichi. God of Martial Arts is created by Cloud Studio, so and Fire Force, who is also the creator of uh, and Fire Force, the author and artist, who's also the creator of Soul Eater, is called uh, Atsushi Okubo. Atsushi Okubo. Give me one second, guys. Let me just keep on going up. And the author of Dr. Stone. One second, guys. So the author who writes the story, Inagaki Richiro, Richiro and artist Boichi. Demon Slayer author and artist is Koyoharu Gotoge. I hope I'm saying these names right, seriously. And finally, author of Black Clover, Yuki Tabata. Give these mangas a try. I really think you guys will not regret it, to be honest. Thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for coming on the show with Narufro. You guys have a good one. Stay blessed.